It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing, fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two first to just share some things that I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I generally do this every single week. One of my favorite motivational authors and also one of my favorite guests from my show is Jack Hanfield. His book, The Success Principles, is a must-read for anyone who has not had a chance to dive into it. There's a quote of his that I've been thinking about, and it's simply like this. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. I've been feeling a little challenged by this thought lately. When you focus on the things that you're afraid of, they grow in your mind. But when you focus on the things you truly want in your life and in your business, those things grow instead. So when you realize that fear and success are somewhat opposite to each other, it can also be very liberating. The fact that we can make a choice about this is also very liberating, in fact, even more so. So choose to focus on what you want and not on your, not on your fear because everything you want is on the other side of fear, says Jack Canfield. So with all this in mind, I do want to introduce my guest, my very special guest this week is Scott Sorrell. Let me tell you about him. Scott Sorrell is one of America's top sales trainers. He is also known as Mr. Charge Higher Prices because he specializes in teaching how to get to the top of your customer's price range and stay there. Scott is the founder of the company Sales Adrenaline and provides sales training and success coaching to some of the world's top companies, including Cisco Systems, BMW, Century 21, Canon, Washington Mutual, 3M, New York Life, and many others. Scott has presented to audiences in the United States, Europe, Mexico, and Canada, and has shared the speaking platform with Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen, Roger Dawson, Les Brown, Jim Rohn, Nito Cobain, and many, many others. And Scott's clients achieve documented sales increases when they learn the secrets of how to charge higher prices, the power of persuasion, how to sell on value and not price, as well as professional negotiation strategies. We will discuss all of this and so much more on today's show. And with that in mind, here's my very special guest, Scott Sorrell. How are you, Scott? Woohoo! You sound fired up. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait. Brian, ever since you and I met, I think two months ago at yes. the Habitudes Warrior Conference in Houston, yes. I have been looking forward to this interview because you were just such a dynamic personality when I met you. And I thought, you know, doing an hour with Brian is just going to be phenomenal because if your audience members are anything like you, they are high-quality people and ready to go. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Scott. And I've been looking forward to this as well. In fact, I've interviewed several people who spoke at that event, and I'm not done yet. <laughs> so it's, it's awesome. This is another reason why going to live events is such a great idea. You not only get to meet other participants, but the speakers are way more accessible than you might think they are. You think, well, gosh, they're on stage. They must be uh, you know, really amazing. And they are. Believe me, they really are. But you'd be really amazed at how accessible a lot of these highly successful people are. And, and hopefully that's a lesson that's come through very clearly on the show. I normally start by asking people about their background, but I want to shake things up and rattle and roll differently today. Is that all right, Scott? Absolutely. You're the man. You're in charge. All right. So here's here's the deal. You are Mr. Charge Higher Prices. I know that the people who are listening probably want to hear about that first. So let's go there first. I'm sure a lot of our listeners want to know how we can do that. But first, I think it's really important to lay the foundation and understand why we don't ask for more money for what we do. What holds us back? Well, everybody, I mean, I ask that question sometimes too, Brian, and everybody gives the same answer. And it's typically true. It's fear. And, you know, you, you've heard the old adage, fear is false evidence and things like that. Or I like uh, F-E-I-R, forget everything and run. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's absolutely true. When I, I mean, now when, I, when I'm speaking and, and, and doing training and consulting for my, uh, my, my bigger corporate clients, 
you know, some of these multinational you know conglomerates, they, they they pretty much hammer into their people, hey, you know, trying to trying to get as, as high a price as possible. But you know, on an individual level, each person has has a, has a certain level of fear typically, and uh, your audience, I believe, is a lot more entrepreneurial than a lot of these corporate types. Am I right? Yes, I would think that would be right. Yeah, absolutely. And so when I, you know, occasionally when I get to speak, like I did at Habitudes to the entrepreneurial mindset, uh, I, I was an entrepreneur. I mean, it, I was. I am an entrepreneur. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, but you know, I, I've 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 been I've been there, and I'll, I'll get into my background about how dismal I was. But that fear is absolutely real. It's true, and it is paralyzing. But it's it's amazing once you realize that people will pay for value, but the challenge is you're not doing a good job articulating your value, then everything changes because then you start digging deep into everything you bring to the table and saying, okay, what what, what are the things that I can quantify to show people and tell people and demonstrate to people, my my customers, my prospects, that I that I bring to them and that will change, revolutionize, that will turn their entire business or their life upside down in an amazing way that they would be willing to pay for. And then just start brainstorming those things. And it's pretty incredible what you can come up with and realize that every one of those values can have a price tag attached to it. And when you hold your breath the first time, and you ask for that bigger number because always ex- always ask for more than you expect to get. That is the rule. And you yes. ask for it. You ask for it. You hold your breath. And you look confident right into their eyes as if people say yes all day long, even though you know it's the first time you've ever asked and you're about to pass out. And they look at you and go, we have a deal. And they hold out their hand. And, of course, you've been holding your breath. You finally let it out. You can't believe you got that. You wait till you get to your car to do the happy dance. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then suddenly you realize people will pay a lot more than what I thought for what I bring to the table. I just had to have the, well, let's say the uh, chutzpah, the, what do we call it? The, uh, I think our, uh, our, my, my wife is Latina, so I think they would call it, you have to have the cojones to ask for more than you expect to get. Exactly, exactly. And you mentioned something really interesting a little bit ago, and that is getting at the heart of what your customers value. Is there a way or a strategy that you use to get at the heart of that? Yeah, there really is. And there, there are several strategies, actually, or, or, or tactics, whatever we want to call them at this point, uh, getting down, to, you know, digging deeper. And that is, number one, I ask my customers. I'll get on the phone with them. And I teach my sales audiences to do this as well. I'll get on the phone with my, one of my longtime customers and I'll say, I'll say, Hey, Bob, it's Scott. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come up with some, some new marketing materials and stuff for my website. And I, I don't know what to say about myself. You know, tell me, tell me what's so amazing about me. Why have you been doing business with me for all these years? Impress me. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I shut up. And they start extolling my virtues, and they 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 do a whole testimonial call. Now I'm I'm recording this as well, and and I'll I'll tell them I'll I'll tell them later. I'm saying, hey, you know what? I, I took some great notes. As a matter of fact, I had my had my record on because this is just amazing. I knew I wasn't going to take very good notes. Uh, you know, do you would you would you mind would you mind if we put that in 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 writing? Could I? And he noticed I'm, I'm hesitating and I'm and I'm stumbling upon my words. I've said this a thousand times. Right, but you're doing I, it on purpose. Oh, absolutely. I, it's, yeah. it's, very, it's very well rehearsed. It's, it's a practiced nonchalance and, and spontaneity. And I'll say, uh, in, in matter of fact, I'll say, that's so amazing. Would, 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 you mind, would you mind putting that in writing for me? And they go, sure, Scott, no problem. And then I'll say, you know what? I, I actually took some great notes. In fact, I, I, was, uh, I, I had my little recorder on. Would you, do you mind if I, here's what I'll do. Why don't I just write the letter for you with your words? I'll shoot it over to you. You can edit it however you want and then send it, send it back to me. And then at that point, they say, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. And then now I've got all that great stuff in writing. I've got it as a testimonial you know, letter and, and quotes for my website. Uh, I have, I, I've gotten a lot of value that they've articulated for me, things that I never knew I brought to the table for my clients. And my, my clients are now teaching me what values I can start charging them and others like them for. It's pretty incredible. That is an excellent strategy. And you're doing it in such a way that you're not appearing to look for a pat on the back because you have a project or an update to your website or a marketing piece that you're developing as the context. So that's important and, well, Brian, and it's more authentic that way. 
Absolutely. Well, and Brian, what's funny is I call out the elephant in the room, okay? I admit to the fact that I'm jonesing for compliments and telling them why. And that yeah, way, yeah. it doesn't sound false. It, it basically says, you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm looking for some good stuff about me. I can't think of anything. Tell me, how great am I? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> And when you do it with humor, they will just start rattling off amazing things about you, your service, your product, benefits you brought to the table, money you've saved them, money you've made them. And the whole time you're writing this stuff down and recording it. And then, and then you get it in writing and then you can start actually adding it to your marketing materials about what you provide because those are additional values you bring to the table you never even knew. And now you can increase your price because of them. Do you advocate doing this with your, your top 10 clients or how many people would you do this with? You know what? Totally up to you. It's, it, I don't have a hard and fast rule. I would say, you know, as, as, as long as you're comfortable, I mean, it, and we can't all find time for this all the time, but I would say if you do one call, and I, I've got to admit, I don't do one call a week, but if you do one call a week, or heck, even one call a month, you'll have 12 new sets of amazing value you bring to the table that, with at least one nugget, I'll bet, from each client that you never knew. As a matter of fact, I was just in a meeting right before this, this uh, radio interview with a client, and he said, hey, Scott, when are, when are we going to do Because I had prepped him a few days ago. I said, listen, I want to do a testimonial call. And he goes, he goes hey, what, when are we going to do that testimonial call? I want to I tell you all these great things you've done. And I said, you know what? I'm sorry. I had a really busy weekend. We'll, we'll have to do it sometime this week. So he's bugging me to tell me the great things about myself. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. I, I love that. That's really fantastic. In fact, I mean, we're coming up right against our break, but when I ask people to give me a testimonial for the experience they had on my show, which I put on my website, I, I tell them, it's like, look, I'd love to have your testimonial on my website. If you want to see who all has done testimonials on my website, there's a social proof thing right there. People are usually really happy to do that. And every once in a while, someone is so busy that they'll say, well, why don't you write it? And I will approve it. And if, it, if it's accurate, you can use it. And one of my testimonials was exactly that. I mean, he wrote the first 15 seconds and asked me to fill in the rest and he approved what I wrote and boom, there it is. It's a beautiful strategy. Brian, you know, real quick before we, we before we hit the break, let me uh, let me tell your listeners to do this because oftentimes a, a, a client, if you ask for a testimonial letter, they'll say, oh, write something and send it over. I can't yeah. do that. I can't write good stuff about myself. It sounds like an ego trip. And yeah. then they, they receive it and they go, wow, this guy really thinks he's... Exactly. Well, we are coming up against our break. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. This is the Tokenet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very, very special guest this week is Scott Sorrell. He is known as Mr. Charge Higher Prices. And before the break, Scott, you were beginning to tell a story about how you ask clients for testimonials. Go ahead and finish that thought for us. Yeah, absolutely, Brian, because some clients, they'll say, oh, write something and send it to me, and, and I can't do that. I, I can't get that into ego. So what I do and what I, I teach my you know, even major international clients to do is get on the phone with their, their, their customer and say the same thing. Hey, you know, coming up with some new marketing materials, you know, and, and just, just kind of need some testimonial quotes. You know, how, how, how great are we? What, what you, you've been doing business with us for a long time. How come? And then as the, as the client starts extolling your virtues, you write it down, you record it, and then you say, you know what, why don't I do this? Instead of you having to write it, why don't I write up your words, send it over to you, you can edit it, and then send it, uh, send it back. That way, it's actually their words. You don't have to make up anything. And it's, it's an amazing thing because... It's one thing about charging higher prices as well. This ties right in is that when people see testimonial quotes from other organizations that they know, that they respect, or even some they don't know, but, but they see out there, if there's a consistent love for you and what you've done, they will pay a higher price because what you're doing with that by showing, showing that social proof, as you called it, is eliminating or at least mitigating the risk. Because if yeah. they say, you know what, I may not know this person, but if these other companies say amazing things, there's at least a good chance it's true. So you know what, I'll, I'll take that risk and I'll do business with them. And that's one way you can get more money out of each transaction. That's really excellent. So we're talking with Scott Sorrell. He is Mr. Charge Higher Prices. We talked a little earlier about what holds us back from charging prices. We talked about how to figure out what customers value about who you are and what you offer. So let's get right to it. How do we justify charging more? How do we help a client understand that paying more is actually a good thing? Well, you know, Brian, I've identified more than 80 different techniques, methods, strategies for getting customers to pay more than they thought they were going to pay but still be happy they did so. And I have, I've boiled them down into different modules that are easy to understand. There's, there, there's a few things. Let me, let me just start by saying charging higher prices comes in two flavors. And the first flavor is those of us who have the, have the latitude, have the ability and the authority in our companies to charge whatever we want, to raise the price. In other words, you're an entrepreneur and you decide you want to double your prices tomorrow. That's your prerogative. Fantastic. There are others, though, that are, say, captive to their company. Maybe, say, an entrepreneur who's an insurance agent. Well, the insurance agent, say, for, for farmers or even for, you know, for, you know, MetLife can't just say, oh, well, this guy drives a Mercedes. I'm going to increase his premiums, right? I mean, that's, th those prices are set. But the way you're charging higher prices and the same techniques work is the fact that you're charging more than someone else. You're charging a higher price than they're seeing elsewhere in the market. There, it's, it's rare that you are the lowest price in the market. So there's always somebody that's trying to undercut you, that's knocking on your customer's door and trying to get that business and win on low price. So you can learn how to use these techniques to charge a higher price than your competitor, but still win the business. Yeah. One, of, one, of the, one of the things that we have to get into our head is the mindset of charging higher prices. And this comes from the value triangle, I call it. And the value triangle has three sides, good, fast, and cheap. Good stands for top quality. Fast is, is really code for your best service. And then cheap just means lowest price. Mm -hmm. And so I, I tell my, and I've, I've told clients before, and I'll, I'll have my, my students, you know, both at university level as well as my corporate students use this line. They'll say, you know, Mr. Mr. Prospect, I understand that you're looking for the highest quality, the most fantastic service, all at the lowest price. But in my experience, I have yet to encounter a company that can provide all three. So for your long-term satisfaction and happiness, which of those three are you most willing to give up? The best quality? the most tremendous service, or the lowest price. And the guy says, hmm, yeah. And you say, yeah, because if you're like most of my customers, they're looking for phenomenal quality, great service, all at a reasonable price. And that's probably what you're looking for too, isn't it? As I smile and nod hypnotically into their eyes. Right. 
Yeah, that's that's really, really fantastic because now you've isolated which of those three items is the most important to them. I mean, if you're buying a car, you can buy a Hyundai, which is a lower-priced car, or you can buy something that's far more expensive, Lexus, Aston Martin, Maserati, whatever it is. People who buy those, and so they're willing to pay more for something that they know is going to be really, really good. I think a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck with having to have the lowest price, but you are going to attract problems when you only want to charge lower prices. Do you find that to be true? Oh my gosh. There's a principle I teach called fire lowball Larry. <laughs> nice. That's Tell what I that. Well, we all have a lowball Larry in our customer base, right? And maybe, maybe dozens of them if you've done business wrong, like I did for many years, which we'll get into later. But uh, you got to get rid of, and, and I recommend to people, Firing the bottom 10% of your customer base every year. And what that does is, I mean, let's think about Lowball Larry. Lowball Larry always demands the lowest price, is always asking for more, takes up your extra bandwidth, your customer service time, knows how to do your job better than you because Lowball Larry is the expert in your business. He can tell you how to do your job better, right? They always do. Right. And then, do they ever send you referrals? Lowball Larry will never send you a referral, except on the rare occasion he does. What does Lowball Larry's referral look like? Him. Looks just like Lowball Larry, right? Like, yes. don't send any more favors. And so, if you will fire those bottom 10% that are probably eating up half of your time and your efforts and your resources, and you focus on getting what I call some rich Reggies in your client base with all that extra time you now have, you'll start making more money in less time, or even sometimes the same money in less time. I had one, uh, one CPA tell me, well, Scott, if I double my prices, I'll lose half my clients. Good. <laughs> Good. Now you have twice as much time, and you're making exactly. the same money. And I'm going, you're an accountant? <laughs> right. That is hilarious, and I love that. That's a really fantastic strategy. Do you have, I mean, I know you don't have to, we're not going to go through all 80 of them, of course, but I mean, do you have another one or two that you are really fond of that we could benefit from? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, there, there's one that, that, that everyone loves because it's so easy to, to create. It's called Raise the Ceiling. Raise the Ceiling it goes like this. If you've got a, a $1,000 product, what can you sell to your, to your market? A $1,000 profit? Right? Oh. Exactly, exactly. And so now if you want, to, to, if you want your customers to buy a $2,000 product from you, what do you have to add to your product lineup? A lot more value. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and most, most of my audiences, they'll raise their hand. They'll say, well, you have to add a $2,000 product to your lineup if you want to sell a $2,000. And I'll say, you are absolutely wrong. If you want to sell a $2,000 product, to your customers, you have to add a $2,000 and a $3,000 product to your lineup because buyers tend to gravitate to the middle of your price range. That's brilliant. Absolutely. And study after study shows that if you offer your customers, your prospects, two options, most will go to the bottom of your price range and pick the lower priced option with dual options. However, if you offer three, let's say you've got the base model, you've got one that's more enhanced, and then your top model just has all the bells and whistles, you know, the whipped cream, the nuts, the cherry on top, the red carpet, concierge service, the owner's cell phone number 24-7. You just deck it out and you charge crazy amounts for it. Well, they want that top one. They can't quite afford it, so they'll settle for what? The one in the, the middle. The middle, absolutely. And so whatever your, your current standard uh, item is that you're selling, you make that the bottom item or service, and you say, how can, I, how can I create two more levels above this? And you can start wrapping extra services. You can start bundling more products. You can, you can find partners to add services. But always make sure they're low-cost, no-cost extras. So when you increase the price, what you're actually doing is creating more profit for yourself as opposed to a whole lot more work or a whole lot more expense. Yeah, that's actually brilliant. And you know what? Somebody will surprise you and take that top-of-the-line product anyway. And then now you're thinking, oh, now I actually have to develop this. <laughs> but that's a nice problem to have, isn't it? You know what? I have sold things before that I did not even know how to 
deliver. And yet, when someone bought it, I said, you know what? It's time to go into high gear and deliver. And then that becomes, once you've, once you've developed it, that becomes a standard product or service. And matter of fact, you can do it again. You can say, okay, how can I enhance this? And then you make that your middle item. And then you, you, you uh, take the top item and you, you make a whole new deluxe, deluxe model. Matter of fact, that, that top of the line, high-end deluxe model, that $3,000 product, if you're going one, two, and $3,000, we have a, a special name. There's a technical term for that deluxe item. Do you know what it is? And I mentioned it at uh, the Habitudes Warrior Conference. Brian, it's test time. Do you remember that name of that top item? Oh, my goodness. I don't remember. Okay. There were only 30 speakers. I don't know how you could forget my I know, one- right? My one little point, Brian, (laughs) (laughs) that super deluxe enhanced version is called the decoy. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, when you think of a decoy, like like a duck, you know, floating on the water and that and and the whole flock of ducks come over and then the hunters put out a decoy. What's the decoy there to do? To divert you to something else. Well, no, it, it's actually the decoy is to attract attention and to oh, get to attract attention. Yes, yeah, okay, and, and to get the ducks to fly down to the pond. Well, in this case, your decoy is up at the top of your price range. You're attracting attention up there. You're attracting attention upward in your price range, so that ultimately, even though they might want that top item, they'll land on the second item. And what you've done is you've created a higher price for a product that, again. Hopefully, you've built in low-cost, no-cost values that you can deliver and that are going to put more money in your pocket. That's fantastic. We've got less than a minute to our next break. This show is going so fast. There's no way I'm going to get through all the questions that I prepared, which is fine, which means I'm just going to have to have you back again some other time. So (laughs) we've been talking with uh, Scott Sorrell about uh, charging higher prices, what holds us back, things customers value, how we justify charging more, how we help a customer understand how paying more can actually be a very good thing, and a few choice strategies on how to actually raise our prices. We will come back after this break. And what I'm going to ask Scott next is – how how we can not focus solely on the money, but to really provide that value to customers because customers can sense that. They can smell that. If they think that you're there just to take money out of their pockets, they're going to run the other way as they should. So that's one of the things that I definitely want to ask Scott when we come back from our break. And I also want to talk about how we can deal with hearing no all day long. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Scott Sorrell. He is Mr. Charge Higher Prices. And I mentioned before the break, there were a couple of things I definitely wanted to ask Scott during this segment. But really what I want to do next is ask you, Scott, how did you become Mr. Charge Higher Prices? I mean, you're a guy just like we are. You had your doubts uh, and trepidations about things just like we do. You put your pants on the same way I do. How did you become Mr. Charge Higher Prices? You know what? It's really ironic where I'm sitting right now. 
I am sitting in a lecture hall at California State University, Fullerton. And this is the school where when I owned my company 20 years ago and was literally Mr. Charge Lower Prices, I mean, I kid you not, I could not, I, I had, a, I had a, what most people would think was a successful business. The only reason it looked successful is because I had a lot of cash flow, meaning flowing in and then flowing out. I charged the lowest prices in town because I was a philosophy major in college. I knew nothing about business. My first master's work was in seminary long before I got my MBA. Uh, so I've got, I, I really got more of a, a pastor's heart, a more charitable uh, uh, you know, tone to who I am. And so charging high prices was not in my lexicon. And so I charged the lowest prices I could. I had a graphic design company, a printing company, and a marketing company. And the reason that's ironic that I'm sitting in a classroom at a university where I now teach senior level marketing courses for entrepreneurs is that my business was down the street from Cal State Fullerton, and Brian, I was sleeping on the floor of my warehouse, and I used to sneak into the gym here at Cal State Fullerton to take showers. I can relate. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm not kidding. I, 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 I feel that. I understand that completely. So, wow. And sometimes you got to pay a high price uh, to get your dream off the ground and figure out what is really important to you. I think it would be really... It's really amazing. When I talk to really successful people, some people's starts are really, really humble. I mean, your your start was pretty humble. My start, I think, in some respects was the same. I think you you just really figure out what your priorities are and what's important to you by what you're willing to do and what you're willing to give up in order to have what you want later. Am I right? Well, Brian, my story really points up my own dismal ignorance because it wasn't. this was not part of a dream. This was actually more of a nightmare. Again, I was, I was living, I couldn't rub two nickels together. I was so broke and I had this business going and I, I could not make any money. And it was because I knew nothing about business and I was literally afraid to charge anything for it because that was the way I grew up. You know, when you grow up, uh, you know, with, with a more modest upbringing, oftentimes you'll, uh, you'll, you'll project your own wallet onto everyone else. And that's what I did. And it wasn't until it took me 20 years in business to finally realize that, you know what, what I bring to the table has value. And, where, and, and whereas I might not value it because it's me, I'm just a guy, what's valuable is the return on investment that my customers, my clients get from me. So that when I teach them what I know and what I've learned and the knowledge that I've compiled and suddenly their revenues start skyrocketing, that's what I'm asking them to pay for. I'm not asking them to pay for me because I'm such a genius. I'm asking them to pay for what I give them on the back end. And because every customer I have, every client I have makes significant money, they're delighted to do that. But it took a long time to become Mr. Charge Higher Prices from being Mr. Charge Lower Prices. Exactly. And now that you are making a lot of money, uh, there are a lot of salespeople out there. I know a lot of salespeople who are doing extremely well and some that are struggling. Sometimes it's very easy to focus on the money and the commission because it's your livelihood. When someone says, yes, it means you get to eat. If a customer senses that, though, it can really be a deal breaker. So how can we get away from having that type of a mindset? Well, Brian, you've heard the term act as if. Yes. And I, I still do this. I, I'm not a guy that can say, okay, you know, this, this, uh, this program, because I, you know, I, I get five figures to speak. And, and every time the number comes out of my mouth for either the, the speaking gig or a training series I'm quoting – I'm holding my breath. I'm Mr. Charge Higher Prices. But I act as if, I act as if people say yes to that every day. Even if I'm charging a brand new higher price point, I just give it with confidence, with nonchalance, like I couldn't care less whether they say yes, even though I'm on pins and needles hoping they do, but you just can't show it. And it's, it's just a matter of you know, remaining calm, smiling, and just being professional and, and exuding that confidence that if you've got to just fake it, like they say, fake it till you make it. Absolutely. And obviously as salespeople, we hear no 
all day long. Uh, I love your website because you did a blog on this and you outlined, I don't know how many, it looked like probably a hundred reasons why someone says no. And when someone says no, it's very easy to take it personally, but there are a lot of reasons why someone can say no, which I think we can disguise as not yet in some cases. But what are some of your favorite examples that you've encountered for why someone does not say yes to you? You know, it's, it, it's amazing. I've uncovered all kinds of things over the years. You know, people will say no, and I'll, I'll find out later. It really meant that someone in their immediate family, you know, just, just passed away that day or that week, and they're just not, you know, they're not in the mood to, to, to yeah. talk about, about sales. Or someone, matter of fact, one company said no to me because I came in the back door for my first session for, uh, no, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I came in the back door. They had me come in through the uh, what the, the loading bay on this giant warehouse attached to their giant offices. It was a, a Department of Defense subcontractor. And they escorted me through to the front offices. And I did the trainings for them. And then one day, I happened to be in the neighborhood, and I stopped by. And the boss wasn't there, so I pulled into the back, which is the only place I had ever pulled up. And one of the internal workers uh, from the warehouse walked me through the warehouse up to the very front office. Well, they ended up saying no to me for an ongoing training series, not because the, 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 the vice president really wanted me to, but because I had come through a classified area with someone who was unauthorized to take me through, it created an administrative nightmare for them. And I didn't find out till a long time later why they said no to me. It was because of national security reasons, <laughs> oh not, because, not because they didn't want to do business with me. So never, never just take no just for an answer and, and, and take it personally, even though, even though I still do. I take it personally, even though I'll tell you not to. But there's oftentimes a reason behind that has nothing to do with you or even the excuse they might give at the time. And let me, let me say one more thing, Brian. Yeah. There's, there's another way to charge higher prices, and that is this. Sometimes I'll do business with a company that's a little bit smaller. It's not one of my you know, mega corporations. I live in Southern California, and there's plenty of local companies that would love to do business with me, but they just can't afford me. And, but they'll approach me sometimes, and I'll say, well, you know, let's, let's talk. What can we work out? And I'll find out what values they bring to the table. Maybe they don't have cash. Maybe they have a service they can render me. Maybe they have certain products that I use. Or maybe that one of my other clients use. And I do maybe a three-way triangle of payment. I mean, there's all kinds of things that a company can bring to the table that I will, I will uh, say yes to what I call non cash, cash equivalents, such as, I mean, season tickets to professional uh, sports events. I mean, all kinds of things that they can give me that I would value highly I don't back down on my price. I say, I say, this is still what my price is. But when they're paying me in merchandise or services, they're, they're giving me a wholesale level on it, which means for them, it's probably half or less out of their pocket. But I'm still enjoying full retail. And I will do a deal like that all day long. I love it. Yeah. In fact, I'm really glad you brought that up because there are times where someone cannot pay the fee that you're asking, especially if you are in the stratosphere of charging higher prices. You have to be a little flexible, not flexible on your price, but be flexible in the kind of payment that you might take. And I love that you just talked about you can trade you know, season tickets or you can trade promotion or advertising. I mean, trading stuff that will help your business is is absolutely brilliant. And I've heard others, other people say the exact same thing, but I, I love that you brought that up because we, we have to be open to that. Some people out there, they only want to take cash. Well, guess what? You're going to lose a lot of business because some people can't do it that way all the time, right? Absolutely. I call this thinking outside the bucks. Thinking outside the bucks. That's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> That's great. So let me ask you something else because charging higher prices also means that you have to raise the perception of the thing that you're offering. And of course, perception means everything. How can we effectively do this? Well, you know, there's, there's one thing that, that Henry Kissinger said, you know, and Henry Kissinger, Secretary of State to former President Richard Nixon, helped open China and considered by, by most one of the top negotiators of all time. And Henry Kissinger effectively said this, success at the negotiating table depends on overstating your demands. And I've found that when I simply ask for a much higher price, maybe than I've even asked for before, it suddenly, what, what, uh, what is actually called in the negotiation world, it drops an anchor. And it anchors the discussion 
more towards my higher number than what the other person perhaps would have offered. And even though maybe it's higher than what they're willing to pay, I can end up, even, even if I compromise and I say, you know what, let's remove some services and let's play with the price a little bit, I've anchored the discussion more towards my price than what they were willing to offer. And just by asking for a high price, it sets the other party's perception of your value in stone and it makes it very difficult for them to move it to a lower point. Yeah. Have you ever just blurted out a higher number and then internally right after that said, I can't believe I just said that number. Have you ever done that? Yes, but but the number is, well, the num- actually, yes, I, I have. I remember early on in my speaking career, I the most I had ever charged was $2,200 for a speech. I got on the phone with a company that was inquiring and spent an hour and a half asking genius questions. And one, one great thing about, about being on the phone is, I, I mean, I have my question sheet right next to my phone. I mean, right. I, I ask these brilliant sounding questions and I'm just reading them, of course. Of course. And, and after an hour and a half on the phone, this guy, and now he had wanted me to speak for two days at his event for about $3,000 for his company. Two days for $3,000. And by the time I got off the phone, I had negotiated a price and built my value up and just blurted out and he accepted, I spoke for three hours for $11,000. That's incredible. I held my breath. I actually asked 12 because it was two sessions. And he said, well, can you give us a break if we're getting two of them? And I said, okay, I'll give you, I'll give one for the one for six and I'll do the other for five. Aren't you lucky? Nice. That's great. I love that. That's fantastic. Let me, and we've got just a couple of minutes to our, our next break. I want to ask you something because you referenced something earlier. There are some people in sales industries, or certain industries where the price of the item they're selling is negotiable and in others where it's not, like insurance, for example. If someone out there is selling something that is negotiable, I mean, are there one or two of your favorite strategies that you incorporate uh, to help everyone win, we'll probably have to take this to the to the next to the final segment because we are under a minute. But is there any? How how would you like to start that discussion? In as much as possible, find out what the ROI is going to be on the back end for your prospect before you even start negotiating, because they can talk price all day long, but price is irrelevant in the face of the back-end return on that investment. So if I know you're going to make a million dollars and you're, you're dickering with me, whether it's going to be $10,000 or $11,000, all I need to do is point to the million and suddenly a $1,000 difference goes away. Absolutely. That's great. We will come right back after this break. My guest is Scott Sorrell, Mr. Charge Higher Prices. We are at our final break. I cannot believe how quickly the show is going. We will come right back shortly. Please stay with us. To motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Medicine. Ancient Greek physicians sent their patients to visit comedians to be healed. In the 1300s, surgeon Henry D. Mondeville used to tell jokes to his patients in the recovery room. Dr. Mondeville must have been a bit of a vitful such. That's a person who tells jokes and no one ever laughs. We laugh six times more when in the company of another person than we do by ourselves. And 30 times more when we are in a group. 
laughter isn't under our conscious control. If you've ever started caconating at school, in church, or at a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Caconating is another word for uncontrollable laughter. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Scott Sorrell, Mr. Charge Higher Prices. And before the break, I was asking Scott, if something is negotiable, what are some key strategies you can use to help everyone win? And the thing that you said was know what their ROI on this investment is going to be because that gives you a lot of power and a lot of latitude. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? Absolutely. And this is what I call advanced ROI. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's ROI is what I call return on return on investment. When I, when I remind you that on the back end of this transaction, of this relationship, of this service, you're going to make based on your numbers because I've done a good job asking you all about your numbers and what this is going to do for you. And I've determined through your numbers and, and told you and showed you you're going to make an extra million dollars. So, you know, quit griping about whether it's 10000 or $11,000 on the front end. Then, then I'll even ask, I'll say, you know what, uh, Mr. Prospect, tell me, what, w- with that extra million dollars, what will that mean to your company? What will you be able to do? Is this, w- will you reinvest it in new equipment? Will you just take a big vacation, uh, put a big, uh, big pile of money in your 401k, your personal IRA? What, what would you do with that? And then they start telling me, what you know the kind of capital equipment they're going to get a new uh, you know a new uh, machine that's going to streamline their operations and they go wow what does that do and then they'll tell me about the ROI on that machine that'll make them another 5 million dollars now i'm a 5 million dollar investment because i have extracted the ROI the return on their return on investment and that's a phenomenal way to sell in fact at that point instead of 10 grand or 11 i could be asking them 20 grand and if I can show, if he's told me he's going to make $5 million on the deal, done, sold, over. Right. That is fantastic. I love that. So we've talked about a lot of really great golden nuggets, and you have so much more to share. How can we get access to even more of this terrific uh, advice? You know what, Brian? I was, I was thinking of that before the show, and I thought – the coolest way to do this, instead of sending your listeners to a particular landing page I have that just treats them like another number, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have my webmaster, in fact, in fact, uh, it, it's already actually set up, uh, set up a, an email address that's profilesinsuccess at salesadrenaline.com. So my website is salesadrenaline.com, and adrenaline is A-D-R-E-N-A-L-I-N-E. But it's going to be profiles and success at salesadrenaline.com. If one of your listeners sends an email and says, hey, give me the special. What do you got for me? I'm going to send them. Matter of fact, I'm going to send it to them personally. I'm not going to be have an autoresponder do it. I'm going to shoot them something that I think they're really, really going to like. So if you're, and that includes, and I know we're, we're broadcasting live right now, but in the future on a rebroadcast, I'll be delighted to do the same thing. So I'm going to keep that as a permanent email address in my system, in my domain, on my email server. And that way, Brian, <laughs> you'll get a little bit of branding out of it too. You've got your own, your own profiles and success email address at my domain. Okay, fantastic. I absolutely love that. And I know that you, you have books and, and training at your website, uh, salesadrenaline.com as well, if someone wants to take a look at that for sure, right? Absolutely. Great. So I know that you're a speaker because I met you at Eric Swanson's Habitude Conference. I'd love to know how your speaking career got started. Well, you know, back after my dismal failure in my own business of charging so little, I, I didn't even, couldn't afford a place to live or shower. I actually was, was hired as VP of an advertising agency, which had been a client of mine. And then I became director of marketing for a national mortgage banker and, and moved up in the marketing and sales world 
I started you know, speaking on sales and marketing, and then after a while, it uh, it really coalesced into audiences were gravitating to my charge higher prices content, and so pretty soon I became Mr. Charge Higher Prices, and now I'm the considered the authority on charging higher prices, and it's very funny because. Again, I was the most charged lower prices in the first part of my career. And, and that all points to the fact that if I can learn how to do this and even become a recognized world authority on charging higher prices, anybody can do this in their business in terms of charging more because I did it and I am nobody special. Trust me. I am not, I'm, I don't have a super inflated ego. I've got both feet firmly planted on the ground, and it's just by the grace of God and some amazing friends and companies that believe in me that has pushed me to where I am today. That is awesome. Let's talk about Eric Swanson's Habitude Warrior Conference. What makes that event special? I mean, I don't know how many times you've spoken for him, but I heard you in Houston a couple of months ago, and, and you were fantastic. Yeah, Eric has been gracious enough to have me on a number of his stages. And this this Habitudes Warrior Conference that was in Houston, pretty amazing because, you know, he's bringing in 30-plus of the top speakers in the country on things like sales and success, leadership, uh, personal, you know, personal confidence, personal growth. I mean, it's really incredible. And in matter of fact, since we're live, I'll even give a plug. This won't, this won't necessarily be true in the future for rebroadcasts. But in November of this year, I think it's no, of 2016, which is, I believe, November 10th, 11th, 12th, in San Francisco is the next Habitude Warrior Conference. And if anybody can come, people come from all over the world for this conference. And what's, what is unique about this conference, and Brian will attest to this, and Eric will do many more, I'm sure. So Habitude, I think HabitudeConference.com is, is where you would go. And Habitude is spelled, like, well, like you would com combine habit and attitude. We come and we sit and we, we, we mingle with the audience. We're a part of the audience. And then when it's our turn to speak, we go up and we give our presentation and, and our teaching. And then we sit right back down or we stand in the back and we absorb what all the other speakers have to say. So, so one more time, Scott, as we're winding down, how, how can we uh, find you and learn more about you? You know what? If you're listening to this show, just send me an email, any kind of email that says, hey, send me the goods, send me a special to profilesinsuccess at salesadrenaline.com. Profilesinsuccess at salesadrenaline.com. Or my number is 949-650-0006. Love to hear from you. Awesome. And we are at the end of the show. Thank you so much, Scott Sorrell, for being on Success Profiles Radio. Join us next week. Uh, every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview the most successful people in the world and learn about their journey and how we can learn the lessons that they have learned so that we don't have to repeat their mistakes. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to